0: This is the Puppy Training Podcast, episode 136, The Interactive Dog Toy, with Eric from Pod. This podcast is designed to help you on your journey of becoming best friends through love and learning as you train your own dog from home, and I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. everybody welcome to the puppy training podcast thanks for being here i appreciate you listening i'm really excited today to have eric from pup pod with me pup pod is one of the coolest interactive dog toys i've ever seen uh on their website they put that it's the most advanced interactive dog game ever created um it gives your dog the physical activity and mental stimulation they crave so today we get to dive into pup pod with eric and learn all about this cool product and more about his business so welcome eric
1: Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it.
0: Will you tell us a little bit about you and your background?
1: Sure. My uh, background was in building the early smartphone product category. And I kind of lived through building these smartphones back when everybody had flip phones and analog phones and pagers. And we could see that there was going to be a lot of capability that people were going to want to have in their pockets as computing was moving along and it just wasn't in the phone. And so we started building these smartphones uh, back in the 90s and early 2000s. And now you can see that product category is really uh, prevalent. I mean, almost everybody has a smartphone. Um, And uh, we see the same thing happening with uh, connected pet products. So I could see that the pet products that I was giving my own dog were just pieces of plastic and uh, stuffed animals and, you know, things that didn't have any technology or software or real user experience. Uh, and it just didn't seem to me that that was the best we were going to, we could do for our pets. It seemed like, you know, I had these experiences with my dog where uh, all of a sudden you get surprised when you see them processing information in a way that you don't, you don't know that they can process information because unfortunately they can't speak English, but um, you know, you observe, and you observe them enough and then you'll find, Oh my gosh, they're making this connection I need to be giving my dog more, they need to really exercise their mind, they need to solve problems. They like to do a lot of them like to work. And you know, when they don't work, there can be behavioral situations. And so it just seemed clear to me that there was going to be this new product category in pet products. And what better thing to dedicate your life to than making better products for the dogs that we love.
0: Absolutely. So you mentioned you have a dog. I'm curious what kind of dog you have and tell us a little bit about your dog.
1: Yeah, Ollie is a mini Australian Shepherd. And um, he's a real, he is a great dog to be the spokes dog for Pup Pod. He plays for his breakfast and his dinner and it keeps him active. And then he goes and he takes a nap. So when I'm working, I don't feel like I'm neglecting him because he needs you know, Australian Shepherds, uh, they like to work, they like a job, they like to they they're busybodies, and he's definitely in the busybody category. Um, and he's just a real pleasure, real fun, fun dog to have gone through this journey of building our company with.
0: I love that you were able to take your previous field of expertise and bring it into the dog space. How cool is that?
1: It is. It's uh, lucky to have having that experience, my uh, myself and my co-founders, we all worked at Microsoft. And so we, you know, think in the terms of software platforms. And the fact that there was no software platform for pet products that, you know, the same way that you can think of like Xbox as a gaming platform for lots of different games, there's no technology version of that for dogs and for animals. And what we're also, I say I talk a lot about dogs because it's a big segment of the, of the you know user base to address but you know the kinds of things that we're working on can apply to all kinds of animals so cats zoo animals livestock i mean there's all kinds of scenarios where um, animals can have you know just a better life through more mental stimulation and that's where the software uh, driven products come in as part of a platform and having kind of gone through that Microsoft experience and building product categories like the smartphone platform and the Xbox that my co-founder worked on and some other platforms, uh, it became clear that there was going to be, the industry needs a platform like this.
0: Well, I know we've piqued people's interest now. So will you explain what Pup pod is exactly? Sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, so the first game that we've taken to market is called the Pup pod Rocker. And it's a device that wobbles around. It kind of rocks back and forth and the dog touches it. Uh, so I don't know, it's maybe like six inches tall. And maybe if people go to our website, they can see it in action. Uh, puppod.com. It's P-U-P-P-O-D.com. And um, though the dog interacts with the toy at the correct time, then they earn food rewards from a separate feeder. And that feeder also has a video camera in it. So you can, and it's all connected to the cloud. So you, there's a mobile app. You can go under our mobile app, you can start the game, you can change the levels, obviously stop the game, watch video of your dog playing from anywhere. And from the dog side of the experience, they hear the toy make certain sounds. And that those sounds are basically a language, you know, that are telling the dog things like the game is starting, the game is ending. Uh, here's a sound that gives you rewards, here's a sound that doesn't give you rewards, that they learn, they learn the meaning of those sounds over time. And the uh, pet parent can pick different sounds through our mobile app, so you can keep the game fresh for your dog. We have some features coming out uh, in the future, where you'll be able to, near future, where you'll be able to uh, do custom sounds. And um, we hear a lot of requests from people for very specific sounds. They want the dog to be getting rewarded for because what we've seen, we 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 experimented, and and one of the sounds in in the product is the sound of a doorbell. And it's a really common, unfortunate behavior situation when, uh, for many dogs, when they hear the doorbell, whether it's the actual doorbell in your house or a doorbell on TV or in a movie, um, dogs will just have a very, uh, you can have a lot of barking sometimes with certain dogs yeah. and, uh, and then getting them to calm down is kind of a stressful situation. So we added this this doorbell sound to the game so that dogs start to learn that they get rewards associated with a doorbell sound. And when you kind of extrapolate that, there's all kinds of additional sounds like kids screaming, keys jingling, door knocks, delivery guys showing up. There's all kinds of sounds that can trigger those uh, barking episodes depending on the dog. And so the more that we can use the food food rewards to to re kind of reprogram the dog's um, perception of the sound and their reaction to the sound, everybody can, dogs are happy, people are happy and technology has infinite patience to kind of keep, you know, helping people work on problems like that.
0: Yeah. We have several clients I know right now working on that very thing, just the doorbell. And unfortunately that's something that gets naturally rewarded to the dog, right? The doorbell rings and somebody exciting appears at the door and they just start to learn over time that, Oh, that sound means a new person is here. And then they get all of that excitement built in. So I love that there's another way that we can help um, you know, condition the dogs to oh, the sound means food scatter. Food scattering is great because the dog takes the nose to the ground. They're sniffing, which is naturally relaxing. They're licking, so that's also naturally relaxing to the dog. Um, just a great idea.
1: It's we've seen great results, and we're and we'd love for our the community. We've asked our customers if anyone uh, is a customer or they want to be a customer. Go on our Facebook user group. Just just look for Pup Pod. Uh, user group in on Facebook, and um give us your feedback on what sounds you want to hear in the in the game. And like I said, pretty soon we'll have the ability to add custom sounds, so then people can, you know, record their doorbell. That was one of the most common things we'd we'd hear is they say, "Oh, well, the doorbell that's in the game doesn't really sound like my doorbell. Can I put my doorbell sound in the game because it's going to be I'm... more realistic?"
0: I'm so excited for that feature. Like so excited because the dogs, they know, they know the difference between their doorbell and the toy doorbell and being able to record your own will be huge. Super excited. I,
1: I, I think so too. Yeah. We're excited to have that, that capability coming out. It's been very requested.
0: Along those lines. So the doorbell's one situation, right? Um, I know that we can use this in a lot of different other ways. I'm thinking off the top of my head, like separation anxiety, We have people who are at work all day and their dogs are maybe home alone a little more. Are there some other scenarios that this pup pot is useful for?
1: Well, there's a lot of working breed dogs that just like to work. Um, There's uh, um, We've seen videos from customers where there'll be a bowl of food on the floor and the dog's playing pup pot because they'd rather play the game to earn their rewards than just eat out of a bowl. It's just fun. Uh, So for working breed dogs, that's a really common scenario. We have a lot of customers that have all kinds of working breeds or high energy dogs. We find with puppies, like I, my own experience, you know, being able to give your puppy a um, experience is going to tire them out so that you don't have to keep telling them no, because they're chewing up the carpet or your furniture or your shoes. I mean, they, they sleep a lot and they need a lot of activity when they're not sleeping and so we found that that was a really good scenario with uh with puppies and i'm sure you, with your puppy school you you you're working with a lot of people who have puppies so there's probably a lot of overlap there there's um the separation anxiety scenario is is a is a really big one because it's such a painful thing to see your dog going through um and one way we try to recommend to people is like if you're gonna if your dog you know feels has separation anxiety when you leave for work in the morning let them play the game to earn their meal so that they're you know 15 20 minutes into playing the game when you walk out the door because a they're gonna be like in mode to eat and they're gonna start getting you know mentally tired and so they might be more relaxed uh there's a higher chance that they're just gonna sleep once you go um so that's a good scenario we also see we hear people, Um, you know, when their dogs have been home all day sleeping, they get home from work and there's this imbalance where people are like, I need to rest. I just got home from work or I need to be making dinner for the family and the dog wants attention. And a really common scenario is people let their dog earn their meal or a portion of their meal while they're preparing food for the rest of the family. Um, and that, that's really popular. There's, um, I've heard from some folks with dogs, particularly like rescue dogs that may have confidence issues. That playing the game gives them a lot of confidence because they learn that they're in control as they learn the game, and that just is this self fulfilling reward system where they experiment with the toy, they get rewards, they're doing it on their own, and then their their confidence starts to improve. So there's just a number of uh, these behavior scenarios where pod can be used. And one of the main reasons why, I mean, you and I have talked about this a lot, but for your your listeners, one of the main reasons we are engaging so deeply with Baxter and Bella is because it's really a tool and all these dogs, every dog is a little bit different and being able to work with a trainer who knows how to use this tool really well is like the perfect combination to give pet parents the most value out of the product and hopefully you know, have a real positive impact on, on the li- their lives and the lives of their pets.
0: Yeah. We love working with you guys. It's fun to coach people on, you know, the mental uh, aspect of exercising a dog. A lot of times, you know, people think I just need to walk them more. I need to run them more. And we give them that scenario of, well, what kind of dog are you trying to raise? Do you want a marathon runner dog? You know, and that mental exercise is something a lot of people don't Think about or consider, but it's huge. Like you said, giving that dog a job is important.
1: Yeah, the rule of thumb that we hear from behaviorists, veterinary behaviorists and other animal behaviorists is it's about 15 minutes of mental stimulation is is around the um has the benefit of like an hour-long walk, pretty, pretty active walk, either with lots of sniffing or a lot of activity. And so it's from a time standpoint, you can have such a big impact quickly to get your dog relaxed, to get a dog that wants to just rest, to sleep. Um, you know, like my, you asked about Ollie. Uh, he'll play for between one to two hours usually to earn a normal meal, which is somewhere between one to two cups of kibble. And um, then he'll sleep for at least two hours after that. And, uh, so then I, you know, it gives me as a pet parent, this window where he's occupied and he's resting. And then, you know, I can take a break and we go out for a walk or play ball. And so it's not like it's a substitute for, uh, spending time with your dog. It's just that when you life gets in the way and unfortunately, we all can't just play with our dogs all day. I wish we could. Um, at least gives them something better than just being bored and waiting for you to, to free up or. Finding a way to keep themselves busy that's undesirable.
0: That's a big deal to people, is they're teaching their dog to entertain themselves. You know, instead of oh, I have to interact with you constantly when I'm home. Um, I think this is a great way to just bridge that gap where the dog can entertain themselves for a little bit.
1: Exactly, we've heard you know so many customers that um, talk about that being a real big benefit.
0: Well, I know uh, the game is cool in and of itself because there's not just one level. There's several levels. Will you just briefly tell us the different levels of the game? Because I think a lot of people maybe are thinking, oh, it's just this simple game, but it actually has some pretty cool uh, dynamics
1: to it. It does. Yes. Thanks for bringing that up. So in the beginning, the dog's just learning the connection between the toy and the feeder that you touch the toy and then treats come out of the feeder or, or kibbles come out of the feeder um, at the right time. First, they just have to learn that connection because you can't explain it to them. They just have to, you know, experiment and do trial and error, like operant conditioning. They'll make that light bulb go off at some point. And they're like, wait a second. I was just over there with this toy and food came out. Let me go over and explore this toy again. They touch it and they get food. So that's really easy. And usually dogs can get through that first level and anywhere from you know, maybe a couple minutes to a couple play sessions. Just depends on the number of distractions and you know how maybe the dogs kind of experience with puzzle games, and um, then they when the sound plays at level two. Now the dog only gets a reward if they touch the toy within two seconds of the sound playing. And through our mobile app, you could control the time between sounds so that you can, as you know, you need to make the game more difficult for the dog, you can introduce more time between sounds so they have to concentrate for longer. So, you know, dog trainers would refer to that as like touch on cue and concentration. These, it looks like a game, but there's actually these cognition skills that dogs are getting better at. And then at level three, we introduce a second sound that doesn't give the dog a reward. But again, you can't explain it to them. They have to just experience it through trial and error. And over time, we can quantitatively see a dog's behavior shaping to ignore the sound that doesn't give them a reward, because why would they touch it if they don't get a reward? And then they still are touching the the toy when the, the reward sound that the, the, the pet parent picks plays, and they can change that up to keep it fresh. And there's also lights are an option. Um So for hearing impaired dogs or deaf dogs, they can play the game off of the lights for we have a lot of customers with blind dogs who need activities for blind dogs. And this works really well for them because they can hear the sounds and they can hear the the, the kibble getting um, coming out of the feeder. Uh, and then, and then, so that kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent there. But uh, going back to the levels at level four, um, the no treat sound will keep playing until the dog doesn't touch the toy on the sound that doesn't give them the reward. And then it'll cycle back to the sound, give them an opportunity to get a reward, and that is basically impulse control. So, um, and you can change the game from patterns to being random. So you can make the time between sounds random. You can also make the sequence of sounds random, and that's that's pretty. That's a pretty advanced concept. Most most players don't actually even get that far in the game. So with Pod. We just wanted to add enough options to give pet parents ways to make the game more challenging, but um, not every dog is going to make it that far through the game and not every meal needs to be hard. Um, Most of the time I feed my dog on level two or level three, even though he can play every feature in the game um, just because it would just drag his meal time out too long. Uh, And then one of the other real Cool benefits is you can spread the toy away from the feeder and use your um, environment to also create difficulty. So the feeder can be in one room, the toy can be down the hall or down in another room. You can put the feeder and toy at opposite ends of a staircase or partially, you know, part of a staircase, like a landing. Uh, There's ways that you can leverage the environment to add more physical activity and more uh, mental stimulation.
0: It's so awesome. I, I love that there's a camera also because then, as you mentioned, if you're away from home, you can tune in and watch your dog play
1: exactly. and you know, you want to see, oh, I just turned the game on. Let me watch him play over time, we're gonna do more things with videos so that pet parents get you know fun videos of their dog either uh, to share on social media or there's some um, the dogs like playing the game, but a lot of humans are very competitive and you know even if it's kind of fun competition. You can see how, you know, see videos of different dogs playing the game and see how they're, um, you know, how your best friend's dog compares to your dog or communities, you know, within a community, how the dog is playing. And that's just all for fun. Uh, But yeah, so there's a lot that we plan on doing with video. And even today, like you said, you can, you can always just turn on the video and check on your dog and give a treat, which is kind of like the um, there's some competitive products out there, that we you know treat camera type products so we have that functionality but then they don't have the game so that's the big that's the big you know innovation for PupPod
0: Yeah well thank you so much for being here today I really appreciate you coming on and explaining the product and introducing your uh company to us um tell us where we can find you
1: So if you go to uh puppod.com And it's a little bit of a tongue twister when you say Puppod, but it's spelled P-U-P-P-O-D, Puppod.com. And then we're also on Amazon and Chewy and Walmart.
0: Well, I appreciate you mentioning that. And um, Eric's been so kind to give us a discount code. So if you go to our website and click on products, Puppod is right there at the top. And if you use code Baxter and Bella, it's all spelled out. So B-A-X-T-E-R-A-N-D-B-E-L-L-A you'll get a discount. So I encourage you guys to go check it out. It is an awesome interactive dog toy. Again, we use it for lots of different training things. The dogs enjoy it. It's a great way to get them some mental and physical exercise. So again, thanks Eric for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, visit my site baxterandbella.com to contact me.